Hello and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. My name is Declan, and I am also joined by... Your, I ran out of time and totally fucked up and normally prepare a lot more than I actually did host Vince. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I ran out of time and didn't prepare as much as I usually do. Well, quite obviously. (laughs) How's your day been? I'm tired. You're tired? I'm really tired. (laughs) I started a new job. Um, oh yeah. I work with a bunch of old white men. Which well, there's anything wrong with that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, there a little bit is. If, if if you know me, then you know like, oh, that sounds like a great thing. He would love working with a bunch of old white men. He is an old white man. <laughs> it's just like the shit that comes out of their mouths. Oh, I could imagine. Like, <laughs> just racist, homophobic, bigoted shit that they say. I'm just like, oh my god, like, like, we, it, it's around like a beach area, and they're, the one guy's like always watching the girls that are walking around, and like, I that's, watch him, uh, I watch him when he does it, and he doesn't even realize that he's like, like, aggressively watching. Like, he doesn't even realize that he's doing it, and then like, he was like, oh my god, he goes, it should be outlawed what they're wearing. He goes, that, that drives me crazy. And then he goes, and then women wonder why men do what they do. And I went, I'm fucking sorry? Um, what? Yeah, I was like, I was like, like, and it wasn't even like I said anything. I was like, what are you fucking, like, I thought about that all day long. I was like, did he say that in current year? That is, that is something. That's nuts. (laughs) That's, That's terrible. Yeah, I was like, what are you, what are you fucking, like, what do you mean? Like, it's not even that. I've been there fucking four days, and that's what you say to somebody on their third, second, third day? It's not like you've been there for, like, two years. Yeah, it's not like I've been there for two years and went to his fucking kid's bar mitzvah. Somebody somebody Jeez. asked me what a Jewish person was. Wait, what? They were like, like, what are those, they go, what are those guys that wear those little funny hats? And I went, what are you talking about? And you go, you know, those religious people with their tiny hats. And I went, do you mean people that are Jewish? And he's like, yeah, those guys. I was like, oh my god. You're shitting me. I swear to god. I don't believe you. No, I swear to god. We had a conversation. He goes, I don't know, they wear those hats. And I'm like... That is fucking insane. How are you that, like, disassociated? That, like, tiny hats. Like, I mean, I'm working out in the sun, which is not, like, a new thing for me, but, like... The shit that I've heard in the past few days come out of old white men's mouths. Does it give you an appreciation for not old, not white men? Yeah, I fucking, I'm an old white man. I'm the first person to be like, ah, kids with their fucking technology and their rib sticks. But like, (laughs) at first I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to complain about kids and the weather and then like, we get to go home and take naps. Not together, but like. I mean, if you want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dude, the dude dropped the F word, and not, like, the F word of, like, hey, fuck you, not, like, the F fuck word, like, the the F word that we're not allowed to use anymore. Which I appreciate. You appreciate that word? You like that word? You want it to be used no, I pre- more? I appreciate the fact that, that we're not using that word quite as much. I just couldn't believe... He, and he said it, like... Like, he just like said nonchalantly. it. He was just like, ah, oh, yeah, them... Nah. And I was like, oh my god... Like, whatever. If if you think like that, and that's how you speak, I can't do anything to change it. That's on you. 
uh, I'm not saying it's right. I'm also not saying it's wrong. Just you don't talk like that in public. And yeah, then he's like, don't be so that's like disrespectful. Just like to like assume. Yeah. And he was talking about women like for a, like it, it makes me like appreciate women more and not because I'm being forced to look at them, but like the shit that they must go through. Oh, yeah. I'm like this. Old- I-, I can only imagine how shitty that is. <laughs> like this fucking geezer is just this walking corpse. Just eyeing him up like meat. Yeah, and like he stopped everything we were doing once because he saw a redhead. And he goes, "Oh, there's a redhead over there," and I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, that that white skin it just drives me crazy." I'm like, "What the fuck did I walk into?" I mean, other than that, I I enjoy it, and like it's funny to me from like a "What the fuck's gonna happen today?" standpoint. It's like, what are these dudes gonna fucking say to me? Yeah, like. I can't wait till I have to explain, like, I don't know, women voting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) no, dude, it's fucking bananas. It's bananas, this shit. There's some shit that I, I, like, can't say on here because of how fucking foul it was. Man, like, I I guess good luck to you. Thanks. Like, I hope the internet has prepared you for this. Oh, dude. Dude, the internet. I had explained to him what the internet was. No, like yeah, really? the one guy I was working with. I had explained to him what the internet was, and I was like, "Wait, you don't know what the internet is?" And I was like, "You can go on the internet and talk to anybody." He goes, "Anybody?" I'm like, "I could talk to anybody in any country at any point in time. I could look up a chat room for Indochina and talk to a man in Indochina." He's like, you can and really do that. I'm like, what do you fucking do? You not watch t- TV either? Do you fucking get your new, your weather from the sundial? <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Do you want me to talk about some lore? Yeah, hit it. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on like a tangent. No, I was you? thoroughly entertained. How are you? I'm exhausted. I yeah. just had a cup of chai tea Ooh. and a. Uh, a ham and cheese omelet without any ham because there was none left in the fridge. Speaking of a ham and cheese omelet, where did I put my phone? Oh, it's right over there. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mention it. No, seriously, I'm where the hop. fuck did I put it? Because I wanted to go <laughs> off know. during this. Oh, I should probably silence mine, too. Man, we're on top of things tonight. What the fuck? I guess I put my phone away in the best possible way by never being able to find it again. Cool. <laughs> Jump into it, homeboy. I'm going to jump into this lore. So, this week, because it is our 51st episode, we're going to be talking about the T-51B Power Armor. Do you want me to hit you with a little bit of information? Yeah, why wouldn't you? I'm just asking. So I don't usually do this show. Um, (laughs) I mean, I do this show, but... If you need some help... Yeah, I'm actually... I, I can't read, so this is going to be a yeah, fun yeah, to yeah. edit. Yeah, public school. Yeah. So, T-51B Powered Infantry Armor, or simply Power Armor, represented the peak of armored infantry technology before the Great War. Developed in the laboratories of the West Tech Research Facility, the T-51B was deployed at the end of the Anchorage Reclamation, and by January 2077... The issue started to deploy them standard issue in the pre-war. Now, 
the only the most technologically advanced factions have with ties to the Great War, or the American military, or the previous federal government, such as the Brotherhood of Steel or the Enclave, have access to the power armor. The armor is fitted with a back-mounted TX-28 microfusion pack, which generates an output power of 60,000 watts to power the high-flow hydraulic system built into the frame of the suit. Made of a polylaminate composite, the outer shell of the T-51B is lightweight and capable of absorbing over two or 2,500 joules of kinetic impact. What is that like? Like, what is a jewel? A jewel? Yeah. Um, I took physics. Hold like, on. like, how much is, like, uh, me walking? Like, how many jewels is me walking? Um... I, I don't I don't understand what a jewel is other than like oh no that's gem like I don't understand what a jewel is other than like a rock um no not that kind of jewel it's no like, I know uh, like th- when you the, say it's jewel, the unit that's what of energy of. it's I, like yes it's just a measurement of energy I understand that but like what is the force of my foot hitting the ground as I walk like how many jewels is that? How, like, because I think when a lot of people hear Jewel, they're not going to understand what that means, even though it's like, oh, it's kinetic energy. But, like, what what does that mean? So, like, if we have something that we can kind of back it up with. Uh, let me find something. Um, so, let's see. Jogging okay. uh, is 40 to 48... A kilojoules a minute. Well, how much is a kilojoule? One thousand joules. So, so twenty five hundred joules so, would be two so, and a half kilojoules. So, a a a light jog okay. would be forty thousand to fifty thousand joules. Wait, is that every time you step on the uh, like? That's how many joules a minute. Okay. So you'd be it'd be about like forty five thousand joules, it in a minute of running. Okay. So, so this says it's capable of absorbing over twenty five hundred joules of kinetic impact. Kinetic yes. impact. So how? Let me look up something. So to put that in perspective, a twenty two caliber bullet can produce. About 500 joules. Or no, that's a 9mm bullet. So a 9mm bullet comes out, and if it hits you from how far? Far enough. It's 500 joules? About 500 joules. So this is essentially like 5... This can withstand like 5 9mm bullets hitting the same spot at the same time. Cool. Wow. Okay, so continue. Sorry. pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, it includes a 10 micron thick silver ablative coating that can reflect lasers and other radioactive emissions without damaging the composite subsurface. And the eye slit for the helmet is made up of bulletproof glass to protect the wearer from any projectiles. It also includes a recycling system that can convert human waste into drinkable water, enhancing survivability. Now, I read that and I immediately thought... Does it 
jerk you off like Master Chief's suit. Master Chief's suit jerks him off? Yeah, you didn't know that? Wait, no, I don't I don't think I did. Wait, you didn't know that Master Chief's suit jerks him off actively? No. Well, actively? Like, all the time? <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> like, what the fuck, really? His, it's, it's not like rubbing him raw after a while? <laughs> it's like in one of the, uh... It's in one of the books or something that it... it sexually satisfies you when need be. So, if you're Master Chief, that's all the fucking time. When need be? Holy shit, what if it's just a Thursday and you have nothing to do? Here, I'll, I'll post uh, the excerpt from the book in the chat for you to read. Please, because I'm fucking curious. There you go. One of the benefactors cut her off. Am I seeing this right? She looked up from PDA, quoted the text. The groin region packs a sexual stimulant designed to reduce combat stress, and yes, it does, and we will be... Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So, does Power Armor jerk you off? I don't... I don't know. Some fucking hot tea today. We, well, at least now you know Master Chief suit jerks him off I'm, whenever I'm, he's shooting d- guys down. I'm happy he's happy. <laughs> so I'm going to give you kind of like... No, the, we got to talk about this a little more. All right. You think that continue. would create intimacy problems? Um, I am not uh, able to judge, I feel like. No, like, think about it. If you were being constantly stimulated by your suit, right? And the Master mm-hmm. Chief, that's just essentially just throwing on some pants, right? Yeah, it's like taking a piss. So, like, who's to say that uh, if you found yourself a partner and they weren't satisfying you in that way, you wouldn't want to just be like, well, fuck just, this, I'm going to yeah, be in the suit. I'll just go fuck the suit. I think there's a lot of bigger questions that we need to be... There, these are some big topics. Tune in some next week questions. to uh, the new show. Uh, Master Does Chief... the suit fuck you? <laughs> like, it's like, can you pet the dog, the Twitter account? Can the suit jerk you off? Yeah. Alright, so continue. I'm sorry. That's just... Alright. So that was kind of like the background of how, like, what the suit was made of. Um, but uh, here's a little bit of a history. Before I continue, I would like to give a shout out to the Fallout Wiki. It's where we get all of our content for the lore segments. If you want to read more about how the suit may or may not jerk you off, you can find it at fallout.fandom.com, I believe. Is that right? Uh, uh, fallout.fandom.com, yeah. Yeah, cool. Good thing I remembered that. So, giving you a timeline. August 2065. Before we talk about how the power armor is used after the war, where you kind of play in the games, I'd like to talk a little bit about its history. So, the time is August 2065. The need for increased mobility amongst units of the U.S. Armed Mechanical Cavalry leads to the American government's defense contractors to focus their research on the development of a man-based tank. So, from 2065 to 67, R&D starts to develop this power armor technology, Um, and this uh, need intensifies among the different firms involved with the project, and several prototypes are developed. Most of them didn't work. 
But these prototypes did pave the way for major future advances in material science, robotics, and nuclear fusion technology in the decade before the outbreak of the Great War. So, summer of 2066, the first crude nuclear microfusion cell was unveiled, one of the civilian technological spinoffs of the Power Armor Project. The new technology is soon incorporated into a wide variety of consumer goods, including robots, cars, whatever you could think of. And it begins to alleviate the, uh, the resource crisis that's going on in the States. And um, it was honestly on track to alleviating most of the energy issues of the world, but they couldn't really get it out fast enough. The dissemination of the technology wasn't fast enough to completely avoid the war. So in 2067, the first suit of T-45D power armor was deployed for combat duty amongst the American infantrymen fighting in the Chinese occupation of Alaska. While lacking the full mobility of future versions of the armor, the early suit of power armor was incredibly effective against conventional Chinese tanks and infantry. Jumping about a decade further, it is 2074. Hold on. Yes. You skipped a bunch. Did I? Yeah. Its ability to allow a single infantryman to carry ordnance becomes key in various localized conflicts during the Sino-American War and has the power to destroy entire towns without endangering has the power to destroy entire towns without endangering the wearer from attacks by conventional conventional firearms or even missile launchers the chinese people liberation army rushes to create its very own version but the chinese are many years behind the us work in the project that's super fucking neat yeah right so 2074 Contrary to the United States claiming, I can't read. So, 2094. Contrary 2094? to the United States. 2074. Okay. <laughs> when they start over. Alright, so 2074. Okay. Contrary to the United States' claim of waging a defensive war that seeks only to retake Alaska from the Chinese, entire mechanized infantry divisions outfitted with power armor were deployed in an American invasion of China, but they become bogged down during an intense combat on the Chinese mainland, putting further drain on American resources and supply lines in the Sino-American War. Hmm. Next is September of 2075. We're getting close now. Under the command of General Brock, testing began at Fort Strong in Boston on an early batch of prototype T-51B power armor suits constructed by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. During the testing, it was noticed that the test pilots were having difficulty jumping. In response to this future prototype, they added a gyroscope to kind of correct that issue. So June of 2076... The T-51B power armor prototype is finally completed, resulting in the development of a suit of power armor that the Vault Dweller finds in Fallout 1. This suit represents the pinnacle of power armor technology before the outbreak of the Great War, ending all technological progress for decades. Many of these suits are sent by the American military to the front lines in China, but they are and they begin to carve a swath through the Chinese forces, defending their nation, ending the stalemate that had defined the Chinese front of the war since the start of the American invasion. 
Chinese resources are strained to the breaking point by the new American offensive using the T-51B armor, and the supply lines from the nations China has annexed in the East and Southwest Asia begin to break down. So the T-51B basically, like, decidedly pushes the war in the U.S.'s favor. It kind of nukes them. It kind of nukes them. (laughs) So January 22nd, 2077, in the year of our Lord, power armor is used for the first time in a domestic setting within the U.S. by the U.S. Army units deployed within American cities. They're used for crowd control and quarantine control, Related to the growing resource shortages and outbreaks of epidemics and diseases. Units originally serving in the uh, uh, units originally serving in China on the Anchorage front line find themselves fighting fellow Americans at home as the disorder grows worse across the course of the year. Food riots increase and many civilians are killed in fights with the military and the police. A growing number of soldiers desert from the American military, both in Canada and the U.S. These deserters are captured when possible by the military policemen and are sent to various military prisons across the U.S. Some of these prisoners are later used by American military scientists in illegal human experiments at the Mariposa military base in California, where FEV was first tested. Cool. Yeah, that's a shit ton of history. But in terms of, like what we get to see. So post-war use, the Brotherhood of Steel do not possess the technology required to manufacture their own power armor and rely only on repaired and refurbished units of the Great War. Among the soldiers of the Enclave, the power armor is seen as an as obsolete and it was replaced by the Enclave's advanced power, power armor and power armor Mark II models, which end up getting renamed to X01 and X02. No, those so are different. Is, those are different. The, oh, are they different? Yeah. Um, I'm 90% sure because I'm looking at both of them on the wiki right now. Um, advanced Power Armor and Advanced Power Armor 2 are the same thing. Like, it's the same thing. Like, it looks exactly the same, but it's just a different name, and it, one's better than the other. Oh, okay. Uh, XO1, or XO2, I believe, is just an East Coast thing. Let me look it oh, up. Oh, is it? As of 2287, the T-51B seems to still be in use in the West Coast Brotherhood of Steel, while over in the East Coast Brotherhood divisions, it is entirely replaced by T-60 by the time Fallout 4 comes around. Uh, so, I'm looking it up. Maybe it is an XO2. Oh, no? No, it's the advanced... Okay, so I'm on the Enclave Power Armor. The advanced Power Armor Mark II, also called the Black Devil Power Armor, or simply Enclave Power Armor, is a high-end model of power armor used exclusively by the Enclave's Department of the Army and developed after the Great War during the during the discru- destruction of the Enclave oil rig in 2241. So I guess it isn't hmm. called XO2. I mean, you would think it would be called XO2 because it's... It's more like XO1 Mark II, maybe? Maybe? But then why is there no other... Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I didn't realize this. I don't remember where I saw that it was called XO2 because I was calling it XO2. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of rolls off the tongue better instead of Advanced Power Armor Mark II. Yeah. So I, I'm calling it XO2. Sorry. Go on. Go on. 
And uh, that's all I have for the T-51B power armor. I think it's probably my favorite. Oh, I think stylistically it's the coolest. Yeah. It has that, like, green tint to the front of it. I'm looking at my helmet right now. Yeah. I think my favorite's just the visor. The visor's pretty cool. I just cool. really enjoy the visor. I like the I like the way the lamp is on it. Yeah. I like where it's, like, cent- how it's uh, placed, and it's, like, kind of got that yellow tint. Yeah, just right in the middle. It doesn't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely cool. My favorite helmet is probably uh I don't know. I think T60 is my favorite helmet. Really? But the T51 is definitely my favorite chest plate of it. Like the body portion. The T51, really? Yeah, the T51B like chest plate is my favorite. I just like the way the shoulders like kind of like come up on it. Mhm. So yeah, that was a pretty beefy lore segment. But yeah. I don't know. I'm glad I could hit you with that that sweet 51 power armor. I also liked the process of getting it in Fallout 3. Yeah, you actually felt like you earned it. Yeah, wasn't isn't that the reward for got to shoot them in the head? No, that's the well, yeah. That's the only way that you can get a set of uh T51. Everything else is T45. But uh just the ability to use the power armor i'm saying you got to get that from the brotherhood you could yeah or the outcast you can do uh you got to shoot him in the head and you'll get the suit but you can't use it until you work with the brotherhood fallout 4 or the outcast here you so. go fallout 4 here's your mobile tank it's literally at the beginning of the yep. game and you're good <laughs> So. so, I beg the question, what do you want to talk about today, sir? I'm, I don't know, dude. Um, is there anything fun going on we could talk about? Um, the new Sims expansion just released, and I, I'm about to buy it. Yeah, what is it? It's, uh, I think it's called Island Getaway or something, or Island Adventure. Huh. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, I am a huge, like, Sims fan. Like, for The Sims 4, I only need this new island expansion and one more pack, and I have all of it. Really? And uh, that's not light. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, do you have the Katy Perry pack? No, that was in Sims 3. Ah, uh, I see. But I think I did, though. Really? You're a Katy Perry boy? I'm not a Katy Perry boy, but I'll be damned if I didn't have all of the items in Sims 3. That's valid. Another game that I was, I'm probably going to spend money on is uh, City Skylines. I love City Builders. Really? I love City Builders so much. And there's a lot of good expansions that I haven't got because I just kind of like haven't played it in a while. Mm. But I was watching some videos again on it and I was like, damn, now I really want to play. And I don't want to play without the expansions because I was watching videos with the expansions in them. So, moral of the story, I'm about to spend money on simulation games. Don't do it. I, please, I, I can't afford it. Someone stop me. Is there, like, a VR city builder yet? Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm surprised it doesn't already exist. There is a game called a Universe Sandbox that you can, like, be, like, in space and, like, fuck with planets and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. It has a VR mode. It has a desktop mode, too. That's cool. But, like, you can, like, change the properties of, like, the sun to make it, like, twice as big or twice as hot and stuff. So you can literally... It's, like, a simulator of the universe. It's really fucking cool. That sounds really cool. 
Yeah, it's something that I like to play when I just like want to be alone. I'll just put myself in space and then just like nuke the sun and see what happens. <laughs> fuck the sun. Yeah, fuck you. What the fuck's the sun ever done for me? Fucking bright ass bitch. Fucking calcium. Yeah, calcium these nuts. <laughs> you know what I've been thinking a lot, a lot about lately? What are you thinking about? Making my own superhero. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to make Wino Rhino. What what is his power? Um, he's an anthropomorphic rhino, and he's an alcoholic. Is that his superpower to be an alcoholic? No, I think if anything, that's his flaw. <laughs> then what's his power? He's then an he's just like anthropomorphic part rhino? rhinoceros. I mean, who's getting sloshed on that juice, that wine? That sweet grape juice. That fucking single suburban mother killer. It's <laughs> getting sloshed. And like, he's like a normal everyday guy, but he's so Does, strong. I, I've got a question. Sure. Does he like have a human form and turn no, into the No, he's rhino? just a rhino. Like he so wears. He, he's kind of like the thing. Like he stays. Yes, like that. exactly. Okay. All right. Let's let's uh. Let's step into this space. Who's his arch nemesis? His ex-wife. What's her name? I don't know. I don't want to go with anything generic. Like Linda? Yeah, or Karen, or Debbie. What about, um, Mary Beth? I said no generic. That's not, uh, alright, then what's not generic? I don't know. I gotta give me, gotta give me a second to think of it. Um, Tanya. Tanya? His, his ex-wife, Tanya. What did Tanya do to wrong... Uh, what, what's this guy's name? Wino Rhino? Yeah. Uh, she couldn't carry children. Did she not have arms? You proud of that one? No. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a really interesting internal conflict because he's mad at her because she couldn't bear him a child. But he's like, I can't be mad at her, but at the same time, I feel like I should be mad at her, but I can't, and it ultimately killed the marriage. And he drinks Has to deal he with considered it. that the fact that she couldn't carry child is because of his mutant uh, fucking seed? No. Uh, I mean, no? it's not like he had, like, a monster rhino dong. He had, a, like, an average-sized dong. Yeah, like, average human peepus? Yeah, probably. I mean, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard... Yeah, I mean, there's, like, rumors around uh, the superhero uh, association. Well, he's he's a superhero, but he's only a superhero because, like, no one else is like him. Are there not a lot of other superheroes in this no, universe no, no, that no. we're building? This is Watchmen rules. I actually haven't read or watched Watchmen. Uh, they're superheroes in the sense that they might have powers, um, but not all of them do. Like the owl, night owl, and the comedian don't have powers. Uh, night owl is kind of like a Batman, and the comedian is kind of like a Punisher type of guy. Okay, so they're just really good at killing. They're really good at be yeah being heroes. And like Doctor Manhattan has powers, and Silk Spectre has powers, and I don't remember if Ozymandias does. Uh, but then there's like, but like the thing is, there's groups of superheroes. So it's like. When you first get into, when you get into Watchmen, the book, it takes place around, like, uh, Vietnam, and, like, Reagan getting his fourth, or not Reagan, Nixon getting, like, his fourth term. So it's like the 80s with the whole, uh, like, Cold War nuclear 
scare shit. All right. I definitely dig the aesthetic. No, dude, you have to read Watchmen. They're making a Watchmen show for HBO. Uh, yeah, I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool, and it has a comic. Talk, talk, Fucking, it looks so good. It looks, that looks really fucking good. makes me want to go back and read the book again, because I have, like, the collector's edition, all 12, I think it's 12 books in one, and I don't feel like I appreciated it the first time I read it, and, like, if you go back and, if I went back and read it now, I feel like I'd love it again. Uh, I liked the movie when it came out, but it kind of... The, there's there's little scenes that they do directly from the book, and then they'll do, like, they change the entire ending. Oh, really? Yeah, there's, like, the ending involves, like, a giant thing, and, like, they don't even bring that up in the movie. But, like, there's a scene where a character dies, and it's taken exactly from the book. Is it done really well in, like, the parts that it uses the source material it's properly? It's done alright. I mean, it's not, like... It's not, like perfect like did you ever see the psycho remake no i didn't actually it's with vince vaughn it's from i've never seen the remake i've seen the original wait 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 wait, wait. vince vaughn the the comedy actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is he norman bates yeah. i oddly enough i think i could see that well, norman bates in the book is a like a mid 40s overweight balding man and in the the movie, the Hitchcock movie, he's like a charming, cute, like early twenty something. So Vince Vaughn yeah. being who Vince, Va- I think he has like a shaved <laughs> head in the movie. Uh, no, but yeah, Watchmen's fucking awesome, and it's kind of like that world where they understand that he's there, but not everyone like appreciates or knows. Like if you read what, like if you read Watchmen, you'll understand where like modern day Batman has kind of been taken. Because modern day Batman is kind of like when was Watchmen released? Like when was that I think the eighties. Okay, so that's it's definitely had some time to oh to stew. God yeah, and then for a while DC was doing like before the Watchmen, where it was they'll show like pictures. It's like a like it'll be like a uh, a Polaroid of. Watchmen that were before the modern era of, like, what it is, because, like, heroes get outlawed or something. I don't exactly remember. Um, and, like, before the Watchmen, if I remember... Cr- oh, because Silk Spectre in in the book is the daughter of the, like, original Silk Spectre. So, it kind of gets, like, passed down. Okay. You know how, like, Captain America was black for a while in the comics? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, it got, like, it got passed down. It's like the, the mantle got passed down. Yeah, and then, like, and I don't remember when Dr. Manhattan kind of like uh, Kind of like Ironheart, too. Kind of? Like, like Ironheart is the successor to, to it, Iron Man. If you like the, the MCU and have never read Watchmen, or at least seen the movie, I'm, like, highly disappointed. Because it was, uh... It's kind of I don't want to say the catalyst for all of it, but the dude who the dude who wrote it was Alan Moore, and he wrote V for I've Vendetta. Heard that name before he did V, yeah. yeah. And like I don't know if he's still alive, but he was writing he was writing Swamp Thing for a while. He's uh, he's one of those dudes. He's just a guy being a dude. He's just fucking like he's just out there making cool content and keeping his head down. Yeah, like he's never seen any of the movies that his books are based on. He's like that's not my vision. I, they paid me, and I don't really care. That's fair. I feel like you would act the same way. Probably. Um, I'd be a pretentious <laughs> dick about it, too. No, but Wino Rhino, his wife fucking Tanya, like, and I'm, I really... Is Tanya a powered person? No, she's a human. They went to high school okay. together. They were high school sweethearts. 
Um, Wino Rhino was born to normal human parents. They don't know why he's a rhino. That must have been painful. Well, no, he came out, like, baby-sized. He's, an, he's just an anthropomorphic rhino. Rhino. It's not like he's, like, a rhino-ass rhino. Now I feel really inclined to make a superhero on the spot. Go ahead. I just This is what I was thinking about at work when I was getting yelled at. Or not yelled at. When I was fucking talking to old white men. <laughs> I, they're like, oh, um, look at that one. And I'm like, dude, I think she's fucking underaged. Like, I didn't say that, but I'm not going to look at, like, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck would Rhino Wino, would Wino Rhino be doing right now? Like, he works at an accounting firm. And his boss gives him shit when he needs to take off because he's like, hey, there's a robbery on 5th and Spruce. And he's like, well, I don't know, Wino Rhino. You've take, you've left work three times early this week and it's fucking Wednesday. And he's like, look, I know, I know, but there's a robbery happening and I, I need to fix it. I'll be back as soon as I can. And you know what, Wino Rhino? Last time you said that, you didn't come back. I know, but the press was there and the police wouldn't relieve me because I had to help them fill out paper. It was a whole thing. Can I just go? I guess so, Wino <laughs> Rhino, but don't complain to me when you're not getting the hours you want. I just, I don't know what to fucking tell you, Terry. It's Mr. Goldberg to you. I don't, I don't know Mr. Goldberg. I'm sorry. I didn't ask to be born with the powers of a anthropomorphic rhino. I'm just a fucking anthropomorphic rhino. And then he leaves, and as he's running to the bank to stop the robbery, uh, when he's when he's running through the streets, he uh, accidentally – well, not accidentally. It's on the route there. He passes Tanya's place of work, and she's outside having a cigarette break, and he kind of like sees her – and he, it just gets him in his head for the rest of the robbery. And as he's trying to, like, beat the shit out of the robbers, two of them get away. And they're like, what the fuck, Wino, Rhino? You can't even do your own fucking job? And he's like, guys, stop. It's a robbery. They had guns. I'm an anthropomorphic rhinoceros. Like, what the fuck? And the whole time, he's just, like, thinking about Tanya. And he's like, my God, all I ever wanted in life was a son. I just wanted a son. I could teach him how to shave and play baseball. And fucking, we can watch go-kart races and fucking watch the fucking Knicks game. And, like, here I am, the only person I've ever loved who I was in love with for a good portion, a good part of, like, a decade, if not more. Probably closer to about 20 years. Well, that's a little much. Maybe about 15 years can't have a kid and then it's my fault when she can't have a kid and all this monologue is going on as he's like leaving the bank and he's walking to the liquor store because it's like 6 p.m and he's like i just don't know what to do anymore i'm not fucking happy at home i can't get enough fucking hours to to work and i can barely afford my rent at my place what am i gonna have again for dinner a microwave hungry man meal for one sounds like a fucking plan and he gets his favorite bottle of a nice red merlot and he's sits in his chair with his two cats uh, who he calls his children because he knows his wife can't bear him the children and it's not her fault she can't bear the children she's just born without the ability to give birth to children and he sits in his chair and drinks 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 until eventually he passes out from being drunk off of a bottle of wine and then he gets up late for work makes himself a really quick hard boiled egg that he eats in the car 
and realizes that it's not cooked all the way through and he gets yoke on his shirt and he walks into work and there's Mr. Goldberg, Terry, his boss, and he's like, why no rhino? I thought you were coming in uh, after the robbery. And he's like, yeah, I know, Mr. G- Goldberg. I thought I was too, but turns out I couldn't make it back. I was really busy with the robbery and making sure people's money and fucking safety deposit boxes were fine. And he's like, well, the guys over at HR had a fucking couple things to say about that wino rhino, and if it happens again, we're gonna have to fire you. And he's like, sorry, Mr. Goldberg, it won't happen again. And then he realizes that his shirt is covered in egg yolk because the egg wasn't fully cooked. Um, wow, you, that's really fleshed out. I honestly yeah, don't you know. know what to say. I think about Wino Rhino a lot. How long have you been brewing this boy up? Uh, what's today? Today, do you want me to say the actual date? It is yeah. uh, Tuesday, Monday. It's Monday the 24th Monday. of June. <laughs> I've been thinking about this since Saturday. So you've had some time to think about this this good rhino. Yeah, I mean, I just think about, like, like you see that meme of the rhino guy from the Spider-Man comics, and he's like, hey, like, yeah. he's making that face. <laughs> like, I kind of thought of that, but, like, an actual, like, like a rhino from, uh, what's that Disney movie? Like, the furry cop movie. Uh, Zootopia? Yeah, like <laughs> a rhino from Zootopia. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of the name of it. That movie was a movie that pandered to furries. Come on. I actually never saw it. No, it's a really good That's movie. I heard. It's not I heard really that good. It was it's a, a good movie. movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, it's a movie about racism, pretty much. Like at the end of the day, it's a movie about racism. There's feral animals and there's non-feral animals, mm. or predators and non-predator animals, and like predators do one type of job and prey do the other. And like the the hops, the Judy Hops woman is like, I want to be a cop, and they're like, You can't be a cop. You're a fucking prey, not a predator. It's okay. Hmm. Jeez, I'm just, like, really taken aback by how much you thought about Wino Rhino. Dude, Wino Rhino's the man. Like, and Wino Rhino's such a good guy. Like, he 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 truly does what he does out of, like, the love for being a good man. Like, he wants to save the city. What fucking city does he live in? I think it's really funny to say Chicago. <laughs> just because I could, I could imagine him, like, having a day off. Like, like, Mr. Goldberg's like, Wino Rhino, can you come in for a couple hours on Saturday just to miss up the few hours? And he's like, you know, I would if I had the time, but I have tickets to the Cubs game. And he's like, I don't know, Wino Rhino, that's not really the question, or that's not really the answer that I was looking for. And he's like, well, you know, it took me forever to get them, and the Cubs are doing really well this year. I don't know if they actually are, just for the sake of the story. And he's like, the Cubs are doing really well this year, and it's, hard. it's their tickets are more than they used to be. They just, ever since they won the World Series in like 2015 or whatever, or 2016, yeah, it was 2016, they've just been doing fucking crazy and like... I don't know, is, is Rizzo still playing? Because he's fucking the man. And, like, they're like, uh, he's like, I just want to go. I want to have a day off. I hope there's no crime on Saturday. And, like, he gets to the game. He goes to work and, like, only goes into work for a few hours so he can go to the game. And he gets to the game and, like, they're only into, like, the third or fourth inning. And he's like, he gets a call on his little wristwatch. But, like, imagine a fucking anthropomorphic rhino 
Like, does he wear pants? I would think so. Like, does he got some fucking dungarees on? Does he have some Levi jeans on? Does he have a cub? Like, he has to have a Cubs jersey and a Cubs hat on. I will not fucking not take Wino Rhino in a Cubs jersey and a Cubs hat. That's fucking, I want that in my life. Like, and he's got to leave halfway through because there's, like, a shooting in the south side. And he's like, well, fuck, I want to get back to this game. Let me see. And, like, he's running and running and running, and he gets to the south side, and he finds the people that are shooting, and he's like, hey, stop. And they're like, okay, thanks, Wino Rhino, you <laughs> saved the day again. And, like, he goes back to the game, and, like, it's over. And it's like everyone's getting out, and you hear someone go, wow, that was a great last play. Like, we were down by we were down by four, and then we got a, or we were down by three, and then we got a grand slam. What a fucking game. You'll never see another one like that in a lifetime. That was a once-in-a-lifetime game. And Wino Rhino's like, well, fuck. And then he walks to his favorite liquor store and buys himself a nice bottle of a red Merlot, and he drinks, and he drinks, and he drinks, <laughs> and he drinks. Is Merlot his I mean, I don't really know anything about wine, but I know Merlot exists. So does Chardonnay. I don't even know if Merlot is red. Merlot is red. Is it? Yeah. You ever have pink wine? Yeah, rosé. Oh, really? That's what it's called? Yeah. I was at a, I was at a family function and someone goes, you want some wine? And I was like, this is what adults do. It's like, I'll have some wine, even though I don't condone any sort of consumption of alcohol. And uh, it was not good. I didn't like it. Didn't tickle my fancy. I like wine. Yeah? Yeah. You know who else likes wine? We're not going into Shane Ivers already, are we? I don't, I don't know anything about Shane Ivers other than he makes some bomb-ass music. No, Wino Rhino. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going like, to say, it's really other... early to go into Shane Ivers, <laughs> and you really gave me that uh, that um, that cadence of like, yeah. is, it, is it time already? What? <laughs> And normally, I have to, like, set you up, and you, like, you wait a second. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, you know who else likes this? And you'll be like, oh, yeah, Shane Ivers. I'm, I like how you caught on to it this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, usually by the end of the episode, I'm just tired. <laughs> like, what, do you, do you think that there will be other anthropomorphic alcoholic animals? Um, I was trying to think of some. Booze baboon? <laughs> uh, baboos, maybe? Uh. I kind of like the two names. What's, to... a, what's an animal that begins with a W other than whale? Like whiskey whale? Um, whiskey wombat. Whiskey, whiskey wombat. wombat. Whiskey wombat. Whiskey wombat. Really like whiskey a good wombat. Um, Non-alcoholic beer mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking a uh, tequila toucan. Mm. But I think I think a big thing is to never play on stereotypes, like. Don't like the best. The best tequila is Spanish. Is Mexican tequila, right? Uh, yeah. Or like so, Central American in general. Yeah. Yeah. So don't like have him wear a sombrero and a poncho. Oh uh, no, really no. He just really likes tequila. He just really likes tequila. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's too easy to play on the stereotype. Yeah. Like don't have like these are high vulture. effort alcoholism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I don't want to sell myself short in any capacity, even if it's with a fucking fake anthropomorph. Like, what would an anthropomorphic b- vulture look like? I mean, I'm sure a cursory Google search can give you some much unwanted results. Yeah, that's valid. Um, Do you think Wino Rhino collects anything? Uh, he collects wine corks to do uh, art that he sells on Etsy. <laughs> and he's really proud of them. <laughs> and he's actually really good at them. He sells yeah, them at, no, the, at no, the culture no, no, fair, never, too. Never. No? He's, he's really proud of it. No, you have to make him... He's sad. 
He's a sad character. He's a, he's a constant punching bag of a character. <laughs> he's a Garrett. He, I've never agreed with something so much in my life. Um, <laughs> he's got one of those white suburban mom giant uh, wine glasses that would usually be under the wall, the, the fucking like fat head that says live, laugh, love, or uh, this is where family starts or some fucking dumb white shit. And wait, what kind of car does he drive? I need to know. Uh, is it a silver Prius? No, no, that's too high class. I was thinking like a, like a, like a white, like 2007 Honda Accord. I was going to say Camry. A Toyota Camry? Yeah, like, I was gonna go, like, for older, like a 2002 Camry tan. I thought that was too old. I was trying to think, because my Jeep is a 07. You have a nice Jeep. No, I, I thank you. I, I think I have one as well, but, like, why no Rhino? Like, he, 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 fucking Tanya moved out, so it's not like... Did she take like the dog? to support anybody. They, did, they couldn't have one. He's allergic. Oh, shit. Yeah, he can't have a dog or a cat. But, like, he's got this giant... You know, you ever see those big wine glasses that people put the corks in? Yeah, and it says, like, this one's for the girls. Oh, on the cork? Or no, on, on, the, the, on, the, on, the, on the side of the glass. I've never seen one with words on it. Oh, I've just on. seen giant... I, got, I gotta find one. Alright, well, every time I walk into somebody's house and I see that, I'm like, somebody has a problem. <laughs> like, why would you trivialize... The overconsumption of alcohol, uh, but I can I, I just see him like constantly throwing corks in there, and he goes and he cuts it, and he makes like mosaics, right? And it's it's like when he gets the wine, he holds it upside down so the cork gets more stained on the, and like he knows how many minutes his house is from the liquor store. So he knows that, like, <laughs> oh, my house is 17 and a half minutes from the liquor store that here's I one, stop at after one. work. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Put that in the episode. That's gross. Yeah. But that's, like, a giant one that you fill up. Oh, yes. Giant. Just one glass tonight. Because <laughs> I've seen one that's, like, four feet tall with a stem and a base. Oh, that's freaking huge. Yeah, it's like it's like almost the size of me, and the the actual cup of it is probably about two feet. Oh, you I can found it. Like Costco. I found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the picture. 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 It holds an entire bottle. No, bigger. Bigger, bigger than that. It's like four feet tall, my man. Gee, we need to my dive guy. real deep into alcoholism tonight. Yeah, it's for when you have a fucking problem. What are we going to call this freaking episode? Wino Rhino has a problem. Okay, that's fine. I was going to call the Adventures of Wino Rhino. Kind of, yeah, but not with the glass in it. Like, not with the ice in it. Well, I think it's corks. Yeah, it's just corks. Yeah. So, like, imagine that filled. And, like, every time it fills it up, he makes, like, mosaics or. uh, Oh, I I found one with corks. Or yeah, or recreates like famous like he has a uh, a Mona Lisa. Yes, that's the exact one. That's the exact one. I'm glad I found it. Yes. Oh, I found a full picture that has the entire. Let me see. Stem. Let me see. Let me see. Put it up. <laughs> there we go. That's the ticket. Yep. 
Yeah, he's he fills that up and then remakes like the Mona Lisa or Van Gogh's Starry Night and like tries to use the wine when he can, but if he can, he like soaks them in paint and he's really proud of them, but they're not that great. And like he sells them on Etsy and he puts them up for like for like two grand, but always takes like a hundred to like four hundred dollars and like. I think this dude comes home and doesn't have pants on and just walks around with uh, pants on, but, like, never undoes his shirt from work and leaves his tie on, like, most of the day. That's gross. That's that's the Mona Lisa made out of wine corks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck did my phone go? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking very intrigued by this concept. Of wine rhino Yeah. Dude, I, I, I fucking... I'm not going to lie to you. I'm so fucking tired. I was just kind of going and seeing where it would take me. Like, I didn't even get a chance to talk about uh, any hero or anti-hero yet. Dude, come up with a bad guy. Go up with a bad guy? Come up with, like, a bad guy, but, like, make him very mundane as well. Like, Wino Rhino is just like, I have a problem. <laughs> ah, I know who Wino Rhino's arch nemesis can be. Who? Daiquiri Dragon. Daiquiri Dragon. Yeah, but I kind of picture, like, a Dragonite from Pokemon. Okay. Alright. Daiquiri, put a picture of Dragonite on the screen. Okay. There. Can you make him do a, can you make him do a 360? Um, how about... Uh, Alright, yes, but in the wrong dimension. <laughs> okay, when he's done the 360, can you make confetti come out and, like, kids going, Yay! You're killing me, but yeah. <laughs> cool, thanks. Does he need to be um, colored differently and have a daiquiri in hand? Well, daiquiris are yellow, right? Oh, they're of any color. It depends what you put in them. What if we made I, I like the orange? pink ones best. Okay, okay, fine, fine. That that actually kind of works. A pink dragonite who wears uh, really cool sunglasses, like designer sunglasses. Like, he wears Versace shades. Okay. Does he have Gucci uh, flip-flops on? If you think so, yes. If I can fit them on his Dragonite feet, I goddamn will. And uh, he's got a tattoo. <laughs> he's got a tattoo oh, of a uh, of um of a prayer. What kind of prayer? No, he's got a tattoo of a quote from from uh, Mother Teresa. <laughs> Let me find it. Hold on. You need hold to on. find it for me because uh, I will make all of this, and you know I will. It says it's it's a mo- it's a quote from Mother Teresa. It says, "Yesterday is gone, tomorrow has not yet come. We have only today. Let us begin." And it's tattooed on his ribs. <sighs> now, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. He's his arch nemesis. Because everything that Wino Rhino wants to do, Daiquiri Dragon is just a little better at. Is he the Chad? He's not so much a Chad, but kind of. Like Chad Daiquiri he, Dragon against version he, Wino Rhino. He's like like <laughs> Wino Rhino and Daiquiri Dragon went to school together. They're the only two anthropomorphic animals for now. And uh like 
Wino Rhino is like really insecure about his sexuality because he thinks he might be bisexual or even maybe gay. But the only person he's ever got close enough to have that kind of experience was Daiquiri Dragon. And in the middle of it, Daiquiri Dragon made him feel kind of bad about it. Not because that he's like, what are you, gay? Because he was so inexperienced. And Wino Rhino was like, oh my god, I'm really on a path of discovery to find out who I actually am and what my life might be because I, I don't understand who I am sexually. And Daiquiri Dragon kind of said, something that threw him off and ever since then wino rhino has been too pressured by society to ever try it again and he thinks that maybe he was a little wrong and he doesn't really know where he stands at the moment and daiquiri dragon knows this and kind of holds it over his head like they work at the same accounting firm and daiquiri dragon is one like employee of the month for like does daiquiri dragon just like slay he he does well for himself. He like well he for himself. he's not just like he's not just picking it up off the street. Like he's not just like looking at somebody and getting a quick lay. Like he does well. Like he has a longtime girlfriend that he's like really happy with. What's her name? But like Marlena. No. What the fuck her name is Marlena? I don't know. What do you throw, like, four names together? You're better than that. No, that's literally a Latin American name. Marlena. Yeah. Marlena. Yes. That name just sounds like the beginning is so drawn out, and then the last part of it is so quick. Like, Marlena. Can we get some Marlenas in the chat? I can't wait to see everybody spell that wrong. Like, spell it not wrong, but spell it differently. (laughs) Some Marlenas in the chat. You want to okay? So he's got his girlfriend Marlena, right? All right. And like they met in college, like the end of college. Like he he's very much in love with her. He's very serious with her. They have a kid or two together. They're not married, but like Wino Rhino is a little uh, he's a little older than Daiquiri Dragon by like a year or two. But Daiquiri Dragon would like he wasn't his bully, but he would kind of like pick on him a little bit. No, I think why. Like, at the end of the day, Wano Rhino knows he's a good guy, and, like, he knows his intentions are pure. And, like, the whole story arc, like, his entire comic book series of 212 comics is going to be about, like, discovering who he is as a person and, like, realizing that, like, hey, I might not be the biggest, strongest, bestest wino rhino out there but i'm happy and i'm okay with who i am and that makes me okay and that makes me a good guy and i do need to know something yes does he eventually come out because this is the last episode that will be in pride month and i need that affirmation in my life just because you said that no (laughs) oh sure yeah hit me with that gay shit i mean i don't see why he couldn't come out wait when does this episode come out uh, the 29th. Okay, okay, okay. We're, we're safe. Um. Yeah. Wait. Once, once, fucking the first hits. Wait to wait to see all these corporations uh, take off the pride flag as their logo, just to prove to you that they don't care about gays or their rights. All they care about is thinking people thinking that they care, so that you buy their products more. Yep. Uh, no, I think Wano, I, I don't know, I think Wano Rhino would come out, but he wouldn't make it, like, a big deal about it. He's like, yeah, so what? I like men a little bit. I don't know. He's like, I like women, too. You know what? Wano Rhino could be an icon. He really could. He could be the fucking man. I don't know how I feel about Daiquiri Dragon so much, but I really like Wano Rhino. He could be, like, a side character in the first arc. Yeah. 
He'll show up later. Turns out that they both learned a lot. Yeah. You know who else has learned a lot? Shane Ivers. That's how he made all this great music. The man. The myth. The legend. And if you want to get his song, Feather Duster, our intro track, you can get it at silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. But Vince, tell the people about social media. Uh... We have a bunch of social media accounts. If you look in the description, you'll see a link to our Instagram and our Twitter. It's just at Atomic Radio Hour. But if you'd like to follow us uh, directly, there will also be links down there to our personal uh, Twitter. You can also find us on Twitch, which there's a link to in the description below. Uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube, thank you so much. You are a patron saint of YouTube, and I appreciate and I love you. Speaking uh, of patrons... We're going to get there. Uh, if you're listening to us on a streaming site such as Spotify, CastBox, Google Play, Stitcher, thank you so much. Make sure you leave a review of some sort, a like, a comment, something, please. Um, Declan, you alluded to it, so jump on into it. So we have a Patreon. If you would like to give money to the show to make it even better, you can find our Patreon link in the description below. But Atomic Radio Hour is always going to be free and open to everyone, so it's only out of the kindness of your heart. And also you get a couple cool bonuses and stuff. And speaking of our Patreon, we got to give a special shout-out to our patrons. A1 Mr. Michael Mello, The Friendly Companion Cube, Noah... And TKS Mantis. Thank you guys so much for helping the show uh, grow and become bigger and better. Uh, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to Declan. Cool. Yeah. I think that's everything, sir. Yeah, and uh, I really hope that uh, the original content is what I hope it's going to be this week. What's that? It's, uh, it's my monologue that I did while you were gone. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> cool. Uh, I was... Okay. Okay, I'm going to see how it sounds, and then if it if it's if it's primo, we'll use it. If not, I have an idea. Okay. All righty. In which case, goodbye, everybody. See you later. Bye. That's a rat, 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 rat. I hope this episode isn't a fucking wash. I'm so tired. Dude, it's gonna be fine. You lying to me? I'm not lying to you. Listen, next week is the special. Yo. Like I'll have to wear pants for that, don't I? Fuck! Yeah, I mean, I know that I'll be having pants on for next episode, but like, that's but just personal. But it's a pants-off dance-off! Nah, it's a personal preference. I think we need to keep it strictly professional for Fuck. the Okay, alright, I'll special. see you next week then. Yeah. Alright. I'll, I'll send you a, a fax to... Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you a fax to remind you to put your pants on. Thank you. I'll send a carrier pigeon saying that I got the message. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Good. Can you call my phone? Right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast.